Well, Tell about the Texas Roadhouse Licks yo, with 325-pound PJ Mustafer. Yo, first of all, we're first-class citizens in Texas Roadhouse. You can see, I mean, you can treat every customer the same. It's special in the Roadhouse. They might as well just call that State College Roadhouse. Yeah. Because when we go in there on Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m., best believe I'm on my best behavior. And when P.J. Mustafer is next to me, it's going down. It's a horrible day to be a stake. What's going on, everybody? I'm Aeneas Hawkins, Penn State football letterman. I appreciate you joining us here on our first episode of the Lion's Den podcast. We're going to have biweekly episodes for you with current Penn State players to give you an inside look on who they are, what they're doing, and what it takes to have a successful season. Be sure to listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast for weekly episodes with current Penn State players. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Lions Den podcast. I'm your host, Aeneas Hawkins. I'm joined by two guys who I love dearly, Nick Dawkins, Jerry Cross. How you guys doing today? Fantastic. Man, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Aeneas. Long time coming, man. Man, we've been talking about this for a while. I'm glad we finally got into fruition, though. Literally since, what, 2021 we first started talking about this? Man, we've really been talking about since 2020, and then 2021 started the activation, and now it's like the full process is implemented. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. No, I think, uh, you know— Super thankful for Mercury, Adam mm-hmm. Brenneman, for getting us involved. Obviously, they're doing some really cool things from the fan experiences. Beaver Stadium, obviously a player-led podcast, uh, is very unique. Um, so definitely thankful for what they're doing, some cool stuff, man. Finally brought it to life. Yeah. Finally brought it to life. You know, before we get into anything else, you know, I think it's important to let the fans know who we are, how we got mm-hmm. to Penn State. I know a guy like Nick had all the options in the world, uh, school-wise, on where he could have gone. So I'll start with you, Jerry. Where... Where else were you looking? How did you get to Penn State? What sold it for you? I pretty much had the whole Big Ten for real, looking at, like, plenty of different schools, like like Michigan, you know, Ohio State, Purdue, all those type of schools. Then I started to branch out. Uh, Pac-12 schools started hitting me up, Arizona State. Then you go down to ACC, Florida State hit me up. So did Adam, I, he, did Adam, he yeah, offered you Adam offered you at Arizona State. Full circle. Me. Yeah, bro. Like, okay, so before, let's pause yeah. there. What was Adam Brenneman like as a recruiter? I feel like he's the same as he was now, like, really, like, uh-huh. chill. Like, he was chill. Like, we got along real well. Was, like, just cool. And, like, he'll call me. I'll just be just talking, like, chill on some chill stuff. Like, it was, like, he was cool, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd you – so, obviously, you came to Penn State. I remember playing. I remember the coaching staff being really excited when you made that decision to come. Yeah. What led to you coming here? I honestly don't know, bro. I just committed, like – I didn't even visit yet. Like, okay. It seems like a really strenuous process. It was off me. Like, I'm like, oh, Penn State off me, bro. Like, let me see what they're talking about. So I just called Coach Franklin one day. I was like, I want to come here. Yeah. He was like, wait, let's take a step back. Like, we wanted to get to know you a little more. So I got to know everybody, and I was like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Doc, how'd you end up here? Tell us your story. Not like that. I definitely didn't think of that. <laughs> let me let me let me see what they're talking yeah, about, they're, and like let, let me just make my life that. decision and go, <laughs> go across the country at Penn State, man. So like, um, I had an interesting recruiting process. Um, from the outside looking in, it just looks like a normal one, but um, didn't really know too much about the recruiting process. Didn't have like social media like for recruiting. I was just on Twitter watching stupid videos and um, took a visit to Rutgers. I had a family friend plug me in with them. Got there. Told them if they offered me, that I would commit. Um, I committed. <laughs> they offered me. Like, no, this like straight just you talking. You was hungry for that offer. Yeah, I was, I was just one of the old, man. I was just trying to be D1. Finally made a Twitter. Um, started getting offers. Rutgers upset. What's going on? Um, just kept growing through the recruiting process. Got a bunch of uh, schools. Um, I was like a later, a late bloomer recruit. Um, so kind of popped up out of nowhere, blew up. 
Um, really wanted to be close to home, um, take care of my family, be able to get home when you need to get home. Um, because, I mean, people know, like, you know, you know, um, you don't get home as much as you'd like to as a college student athlete. But um, two and a half hours in a car is very different than two and a half hours in a plane. So yeah. um, culture felt right. Coach Franklin, um, just in general, happy value, the atmosphere. I mean, we're all here because that gut feeling. And, uh, you know, I felt confident. But, Nia, so let's talk about how you got here. Listen, man. The, the seven-star recruit. <laughs> the seven Aaron stars. Donald. The yeah. Aaron Donald of Cincinnati. The Aaron Donald of Cincinnati is <laughs> yeah, crazy. No, so. Yeah, it is. My, uh, my, my story is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's well-documented. Um, so I played JV my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough to play on varsity. I did go to a powerhouse. We had some other D1 kids, so I kind of got stuck down there. wasn't taking the weight room serious. Uh, at the end of that season, I dropped a highlight tape. You know how it is. Like, you're going to drop a <laughs> yeah, tape regardless, stay right? Stay tuned, yeah. So I put it up, not thinking anything of it. Um, I get off a plane one day, it's spring break, had no recruiting interest. I decided, I mean, I wanted to play football at a high level, <laughs> yeah. but I was a JV football player, right? I get off this plane, uh, Florida State calls me, um, and they offer me a scholarship out the blue. I think, and I don't think, I know, they thought my JV film was varsity. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought it was like the real deal. So they offered me a scholarship, and I wasn't finna tell nobody, yeah. <laughs> right? Why so I get you? right on Twitter and let people know that I got offered. I got my first 10 offers strictly off a of JV film. Um, Coach Franklin and his staff offered me. I came up and visited. Uh, I was an Ohio kid. I'm from Ohio. Everybody from Ohio who's a good ball player seemingly goes to Ohio State, especially back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came up, man, Franklin and his staff just made it feel like family. Like, I walk into in Franklin's office. He's got 90s, Biggie playing. My mm-hmm. pops is dancing. My mom is crying going into Beaver Stadium. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's over. Like, I yeah. got to come here now. Um, ended up playing varsity the next year, too. Did pretty well. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's how I got here. To me, like I tell kids all the time, one of the things that sets Franklin apart is in recruiting, he knows how to go after the parent. Like yeah. he gets the parent to fall in love with the institution, all the things it has to offer. And like realistically, you know, now that I'm done playing, I do see the value in being at a Penn State University. I see mm-hmm. all the things that they provide for their student athletes. So that's how I ended up here. Um, but don't get it twisted. You know, sometimes people hear that I played JV. They're like, yo, I would have got with you. And you know, I mean, from your experiences, like, I'm not an easy W for anybody. You know, <laughs> when you have to point at me and make, like, validate that statement, okay. um, that definitely calls for you to go back and think about that for sure. Right. Um, I would, easy W, I don't think that's possible in college football. Okay. But I'd say you were an easier. Um, easy. Uh, <laughs> so, so would you say you were the catch in college football coming in recruiting wise? So look, okay, so I'm I was 6'1, 280. That was like, you know what I'm saying? People were mm-hmm. saying, okay, this is like the Aaron Donald pro. I'm not saying yeah. they were saying I was Aaron Donald, but that was the pro. I came in with PJ Mustafer, okay. who's 315 out the womb, yeah. big kid. Like, that's not what I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people to justify them offering me is like, okay, he's the Aaron Donald type. That must be what he is. Yeah. Um, they didn't know at the end of my career I'd still be running a 5'340. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They didn't, you know, it's hard to project that. Sometimes. Now, do you think the development was a mentality thing? Do you think you just didn't have the heart? Is that what? <laughs> no, <I'm trying. laughs> I just lacked the hustle. Yeah. That's the same like thing. Yeah, like you had the tools, you had everything. You know, you have lineage in the NFL. Yeah, whole um, family played in the league. Why didn't family. I get off the scout team? Is what yeah. you're asking. Yeah, and that's a fair question, too. You, you know? excelled in your role, though. That's one thing about I you. I did. Is, you know, and that's one thing Franklin preaches. You know, yeah. know your role, excel in it, make the team better, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you know, that was the focus. Four years on the D squad is a long time. It's a sentence. Know? A very long time. And I wouldn't wish that on nobody. <laughs> Not on nobody. Um, anyways, man, you know, this podcast, the cool thing about it to me is it's unique in the sense, I mean, you guys are still in, in motion. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are practicing, you're playing games still. It's a player-led podcast, yeah. the only one of its kind. 
Um, and we got an ability and an opportunity to hopefully get Penn State fans an inside look on how we're really living, the things mm-hmm. that we're thinking as players, uh, and all those types of things. And that's what we want to focus on. Um, yeah. And I think like the authentic part about it, right, is um, when you people always talking about inside the huddle, like behind the scenes and everything like that. People think that it's automatically about the sport we play. Like we're just in the in the in the house talking about ball. Sure, that's part of it. But really, at the end of the day, we're young men that are growing into who we're going to be, like maturing. Like we're really growing up together and like becoming men together. Yeah, so a lot of awesome. like the topics that we discuss and talk about have legitimately nothing to do with football and everything to do with football. Yeah. Just growing up together. I like just like with Jerry, like that's how me and him kind of got acquainted was his love for a design of clothing and being an entrepreneur. Like he has a clothing brand that he's from a freshman, he had been running it. He was like, yeah, like from for me, I look at it like football. It's like it's football, of course, but like it's building blocks to you know where you mm-hmm. want to go in life and things you want to do. So, like for me in high school, I decided to like you know start my clothing brand. Like I'm 16 years old in the barber chair, getting cut up. I'm talking about it. My barber, he like, like what stopped you from starting it right now? So I'm like, I don't really know what's stopping me. But then that following day, I went to go start it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it. And ever since, I don't, I didn't regret it. So. Yeah. It definitely just like just football stuff. It's been teaching me a lot of just about life and growing, you know, like with the clothing brand and just getting to know different people like Doc, like me and him bounce our ideas off each other, like mm-hmm. we help each other grow. So it's just definitely been helping me out. Iron sharp as iron. Definitely. And you and I too, man, like yeah. how we really got like closer was just our personalities, like yeah. just bounce like larger than life personalities and how can we implement that into developing content and like yeah. showcasing that and you know, just in general, show, showing Penn State like that we're more than football players. I think that's how we kind of really got acquainted too. For sure, one hundred percent. And that's the biggest thing, you know. It, that's one of the cool things that with NIL, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. it gives guys an opportunity to showcase, develop, work on things outside of the realm of just being a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on the other side of it. Like at some point, you know, all, in all seriousness, that clock is going to strike. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the same football player you were. Yeah. And you better have a plan and a way to go provide for yourself, your family, and continue to elevate. Because what happens with a lot of guys across the country is they get done playing football no and they get no stuck. Player. Yeah, man. And it's tough. And it's hard on not just, you know, sustainability-wise, but mentally. Like, that's a really tough place to be in. So it's cool that we can do stuff like this. Yeah. Get on the mic. Keep it real. I know there are athletes around the country who are going through some of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to focus on that is definitely cool, man. Definitely cool. Let's keep it real. You guys just wrapped up training camp. Yeah. Off season is a grind and a half. And until you experience it, it's tough to really understand just how how crazy it really gets. From winter workouts, spring ball, just wrapped up camp. How are you guys feeling with all all that's been going on? Yeah, fall camp was definitely for me. This was it was a time like (laughs) crazy. Every day waking up playing and your body feel like tearing apart. Like it's different, but. I got through it, though. So, for me, this is really my first, like, official, like, fall camp since, like, I heard last year. So, it was definitely, a, you know, something that I grew in. First real camp. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, body breaks down. Mental breaks down. It's like, Camp is long, man. It's every day. How did you push through that? I had no choice but to, like, we got to go. You got to go. As Coach, Yersh- as Coach Yersh says, you got to go. Like, nobody's waiting on you. Like, Coach Franklin yelling at you. You got to go. Like, you don't care how your body feels. You got to go. You yeah. Know? Got to roll. Yeah, you got to roll. They want the best out of you, so you got to show them it. Right. How about you, Doc? 
Man, I don't even know why they call it the off season at this point. Like we, yeah. we're full go. This is an all year round sport, baby. Like you talk about football, man. We're always doing something. You turn on Penn State football on Instagram, Twitter. We're doing something. Someone's yelling. Someone's running. <laughs> someone's lifting. Someone's getting hit. Like it's all year round, oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah. dude, I mean, going to year four now. I mean, my first camp was a little different with COVID and everything like that. But yeah. my my this year. Um, coming off the injury, like feeling like truly 100% since I've been here and like being able to like get into like a real routine. I think that's part of me being a vet now, which is weird to say. Like I'm an older guy. Old head, dog. Yeah, I'm an old head now, man. And like I still feel like younger, but at the same time now getting in routine. Like I got young guys following what I'm doing before practice or I'm, I'm telling them what they should be doing before practice because like I've seen it. Yeah. And, um, you know, just being able to get in there and like know what I'm doing and, and seeing like young guys develop, not even just on the O-line, but on the D-line too. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, just to circle back to one thing you said, like all year, mm-hmm. it's whistles going, it's people getting hit on the field. Like yeah. it's literally nonstop. It's funny, like I come in the lash now and visit, I start hearing whistles, dog. It's like PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> My heart start pumping. I start looking mm-hmm. around where I was supposed to be at. It's no joke. And it's all year long. Yeah. It's Ooh. all year long. Now, as far as the weight room, I just saw a video of my dog, Nick Singleton, power cleaning some ridiculous amount of weight. Freak. Who are the other freaks, the other dogs in that weight room? Who's been killing it? Man, I say like J.J. Vandenberg, like dang, there a whole D-line squatting above 500 pounds. Like it's yeah. crazy to see like Zane, Deny, Deny strong. Like he's strong as an ox. Like Deny's about to be a problem. Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of specimens like on our team right now. Like this crazy, it's like normal. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I was just about to say, deny is, a, and, and like lifting heavy is one thing, but the mentality to lift heavy, yeah. man, that guy's in there barking, but, I, but you got like five something on the bar barking, smacking himself, getting his mind right. Like that's like at that young age to have that, just get to it, just put in work, put your head down to work. Him and Chop feeding off each other in the weight room was like real instrumental. I think for that D-line, they had that whole new approach. I mean, with Coach T, Coach Tyrone Smith, y'all don't know. I, I think he implemented that dog mentality, especially this. Yeah, T definitely bring yeah. energy. Like he always got energy. If he, even if you don't feel like it that day, he's gonna come in with energy. Mm-hmm. He's sweating and he ain't even lifting. Like, right, it's crazy. And Cam Miller, dude, Cam Miller put some work in the weight room this year. Like yeah. he's like a robot. He's a train killer, dude. He can get in there and put in the work. Yeah, I just say that because he's heavy on his routine. Like, yeah, he's heavy on his routine. Like he do everything right. He always get extra work in. Like that's somebody I say that's really focused and he gonna be great for real. From the outside looking in, and this is, you know, when I talk to other people about how I feel about Penn State football this season, I always tell them the vet leadership that's in that building, mm-hmm. the competition that's in the building, I mean, the depth. There's so much talent in the house. So when you got a guy like Denai Sutton, who is mm-hmm. as talented as anybody in the country, yeah. and he's going crazy before squatting 500 pounds and is really getting to it, like, yeah. it elevates the standard, and everybody's got to compete. Um, have you, I mean, you guys have felt that this offseason. Yeah, definitely. Especially with this team, like this year, like you can feel the energy. Like everybody is held to a higher standard. Like everybody got to be pushed to their best. Everybody got to, you know, just to see to see the standard of the team this year because it's different energy. Like we trying to do something big. So yeah, mm-hmm. I know everybody feel it. Like not even just the players, the staff as well. Well, let's get into it. I mean, last season, eleven and two, mm-hmm. go win a Rose Bowl. It elevates the expectations for what the next season is going to bring. You got Drew Allar, you got Nick Singleton, all this mm-hmm. talent all over the place. People are expecting huge things. Has that been the biggest motivating factor in the offseason? I mean, yeah, to a point. But at the same time, it's like um, 
uncertainty sometimes answers a lot of questions. And I think the focal point was like, okay, no more Cliff. I mean, Cliff was here for a decade. Now what? Like, no more PJ. Man, PJ is one of the most vocal leaders, like one of the most like well-rounded men that have been that led men at Penn State. So it's like, where are we? First of all, like when you're talking about like the expectation for next season, who's leading the team? And not just like who are the coaches, like who are the guys who are the older guys and like the vets or the young guys that are impre- like impressionable upon them? Who's leading this team? And I think what we found with our approach this year was like our team, it wasn't just one guy that stepped up and was vocal. We're finding guys that are com- like within their position groups, genuinely leading as groups. And I think that's important because it- it's more important than just one guy speaking as being a dictator for one group or anything like that. It's like ants collectively working together to create something better. And that's, I mean, football, ultimate team sport. Yeah. You got to do your 111th, like Coach. You got to say, yeah, you got to do your 111th. And we got position groups doing their part to build up each each aspect of the offense, of the defense, of, of special teams, the defense. So, I mean, I think the expectations are, are high, obviously, but um, our standard is high. And, like, expectations are external, standards internal. And I think our standard is above the expectation. You know, this is why I'm so excited to have you on the show. Like, that quote you just pulled out. Say it again. Standards are what? Oh, yeah. So standards internal, expectations uh, external. My man, Doc, is a walking quote, man. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, I would nah. just say, like, the depth of our team, too. Like, mm-hmm. every room, like, it's depth. Like, it's crazy. Tight end room, we got depth. O-line room, depth. D-line room, like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Our team. Special team this year for mm-hmm. It's definitely a different level. Would you say, you know, I'm gonna ask you this straight up. Yeah. Best moments from the offseason, something that you'll always remember about, you know, going into this year. Anything come to mind? Sheesh, man, you put me on you gonna put us yeah. on like that. Definitely gonna put you on. Man, ah, shoot. You know, I would say, man, I would say um when we started camp this year, how we start so how we started off with um our competitive periods. Yeah. And having our um, red zone one on ones uh, with the like the wide receivers going as the DBs, and one thing is like people. I mean, I see it. I've, I've like kind of muted out like our, our media, like the beat writers and everything like that. And it's just it's just better for me personally. But like people always ask like the, who's the receiver, who's the receiver, man. Like seeing the the DBs who, who honestly best in the country, and the wide receivers who people have question marks just go to war, man. Yeah. Consistent war. Right at the start of camp, right at the beginning of practice. Getting to it. Just yeah. getting to it, man. It just it, it created that. It set the tone for practice, but most importantly, it set the tone for camp. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, I know. I, that's the yeah. one one of the things I loved about Franklin. I didn't love it when I was doing it and yeah. losing every day, but I love, <laughs> listen, going in there, the first thing you do at practice, you're mm-hmm. warming up. If you're a guy that's, especially if you're a guy that's not like a, a baller, like they got to yeah. keep healthy for Saturdays. You're jumping in there, it is about to get competitive. Like, that's where you find the dogs. That's at, where you man. find it. That's how yeah. we came up with the name. Like we used to have the Lions then at Penn State. And you mm-hmm. already know how that goes. That viral clip of Saquon, Juke yeah, six yeah. dudes scoring a touchdown. Like when you're in there, bro, that's a Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. it's competitive, it's physical, and it sets the tone. It teaches people how to compete. Yeah. Like that's how you do it. At quick story, red zone one on ones you bring up. My senior year, I'm fresh off an of injury. Oh my gosh, right. Listen, I come, yeah. I come. Back to practice. It's literally my, my second practice, like, back from this big injury. I get in there. It's res on one-on-ones. I'm a three technique. I'm not, like, worried about <laughs> going in. I'm standing there. Franklin, look at his list. He say, Hawkins. Mm. I'm like, no way he's throwing me in a res on one-on-one day mm. one. Then he says, Olu Fashion. <laughs> and I'm like, 6'1", dog. Olu mm. run out there, six foot seven, looking like <laughs> a giant, bro, lean. And they ran a fade ball on me, bro. And I've never been that terrified in my life, bro. 
Never been that terrified of my I was life. overthrown, too. I it was. That, yeah. And they didn't overthrow it. He was going up top on me. <laughs> he was definitely going up top. Um, you know, one thing I want to bring up, and I've been excited for this part of the pod the whole time. My dog, Chuck Losey, is going into his second year as the head strength coach at Penn State. You're laughing because, obviously, Losey is, like, the greatest coach of all time. Everybody loves him. He gets guys going. I remember being in the weight room, looking at my card and seeing a weight on there that I knew. I'm like, this is too heavy. I can't do it. <laughs> and then Losey get in your ear and start whispering, talking about get your piss hot. Like, get your piss hot. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's yeah. going to wake you up. Um, how has Chuck Losey been? What has the effect been in the weight room with him? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, been electric, bro. Like, Losey, like, he's a, he set the tone every day. Like, squat day. <laughs> Come get your piss hot, like, because you will be doing the weight that you never have oh, done yeah. before. You better get like, that piss hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, at, like, before, it, like, if we get a new car before the lift, he'll, like, say a quote, like, me and Zane laugh about it all the time. He'll, don't worry about the workout, just focus on the lift, because this is the day, you know, the uh, combo days, right? Yeah. Where the instructors is after the lift. Yeah. We come in, everybody, like, silent, like, we count one, two. He's like, you know what? Bring it up. <laughs> Bring it up. You're like, don't focus on the workout. Just worry about the lift. You guys, your piss isn't hot. So, like, he's dead. Like, he's just he's stealing. Yeah, bro. I, st- I still don't know what that means. You'll get your yeah. piss hot. Do you have any analysis on that, dog? Because I've been wondering. Yeah, I mean, when you usually when piss is hot, it's not a good thing. That's when you got to go over there to the UHS. Yeah, you yep. got to go over to the UHS and no, you know, get what checked that? out. But, for, you know, in, in Penn State football building, that, that's a good thing. That's what that's a standard for the weight room. You better right. have that damn piss hot. Yep. And, um, you know, I think with Los, um, it was one of those things when when um, Coach Gart retired, it was no question. We're like, yeah, it's like Los's time. And now, like, I can't even imagine Los not being in a head position. Um, he keeps coming up to me, telling me he's a Kodiak bear and stuff like that. I don't even know where he <laughs> got that, that from. Means, right? Yeah, I don't know. What it, and whatever that is, I'll be something that would, would defeat the Kodiak bear. That's my impression yeah. of it. But. I think he's more like a little koala. Coach yeah, Lose, I would. Yeah, he's like a. You know yeah. what he is? He's yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Actually. Like a manatee or something yeah. like that. Just lay on its side, friendly yeah. little seal lay on the side, <laughs> aquarium or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say, you know, Losi, I always laugh. You know, we get to squat max out days, and we bring it up, and he'd be like, "Hey, everybody's going down today with that weight, but everybody ain't, ain't coming going back up." What he said? <laughs> Hawk can't fly in a cage base. Hawk can't fly, <laughs> Hawk can't fly in a cage, cage. base. Nah, Losi is the boy, man. I think um, you know. I still think he needs to get rid of that mustache. No, yeah, you, I, it's I, a couldn't really, thing I couldn't really see him without it, though, honestly. Yeah, I feel like he's hiding something under it, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed by it at all. I mean, look, at, it's, it's cool. It's a cool mustache. You get to the point, like, yo, that guy's putting wax in that every day. Yeah. Every like, day. at what point is it? Like, I heard it's not really his facial hair. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I believe it was like um, kangaroo hair or kangaroo something like that. Kangaroo from New, Yeah, yeah. Oh. But not even from Australia, from New Zealand. Oh, what so are the it was even like a tough player. Like it was <laughs> not even one of the tough kangaroos. Yeah, not even like a tough kangaroo. <laughs> My dog went to a Dollar General kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's what I'm talking about. That's no good. That's no funny. good. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about with you, dog, specifically, even you, Cross, like yeah. tight ends are, are blocking the D lineman a lot. I'm a former D lineman. I'm ecstatic about the guys they got in that room. Not even just the starters, the depth they have behind them. We already mentioned Zane and JJ behind them. Deny Sutton. Yeah, these are guys that are potentially not even going to be named as starters on Saturdays, yeah. and they're going to have a giant impact. How have you seen their development? Are they as talented as I think they are? What's that experience been like? 
You can go. You start. I mean, yeah, all right. So, I mean, this camp, you really get to see. Because, you know, camp one, camp do like, the practices and such like that. Shells, yeah. Yeah, shells. I mean, like, everyone's going to come out hot. You know what I mean? Starting off starting off camp and everything. But you really get to see how guys really are once you get to the middle, towards the end of it, when everyone's kind of beat up a little tired and everything. And, man, they just kept, kept working. And, like, I will say, like, the weight room has absolutely translated into the field. The guys are strong. Yeah. Man, like, guys are, you know, we really got to work on those double teams. And, like, in theory, double team is 600 versus 300. Yep. Like, like the right way. You got, 600, you got two guys versus one guy. Theoretically, you take that guy and put him over there, no questions asked. But when you got guys that can split a double team, guys that can just sit on it, man, use that, yeah. like, like an 800-pound yeah. squat, like, you really get to see that. I'm excited to see these guys work against other guys that have no idea what's coming. Yeah, no I would just say look at day six and install a run. Like, <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's a different mindset. All you hear is yelling and just pads. Like, the running backs don't really know where they're going. They're just, just running. Yeah. I, it's different, bro. I still remember Amin Vanover. Like, the one thing that I'll, I'll never forget about him is the way he would treat tight ends coming across the four yeah. Don't send them to me. <laughs> Don't, Don't send, send them my way. Yeah, they called him the yo, tight end killer, I heard. Yo, yeah. me, yo, I, like, if, just for the people at home, like, if you want to see what a football player looks like, go go watch a Penn State game and just watch Amin Vanover. Like, it could be, like, the plays on, a, he's on one side of the field, he's running, like, a bat out of hell trying to take somebody's life away from them on the other side. Like, that guy plays ball, like, like how how I think I play ball, like, in a movie, like, right. you figure in a movie. Right. Like, that's how he's playing he's ball. He's really playing Dude, that way. He's, like, yeah. he's, really, he's playing ball, not football, ball. I don't remember which tight end Amin, like, literally might have knocked out at practice on a pool. <laughs> oh, wow. But he came back to the sideline. I'm like, Mean, why did you do him like that? He looked at me, he's like, Hawk. I treat all pool and tight ends as disrespect. And he walked away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> nah, definitely different. A um, couple guys, you know, I'm really excited to see play. Everybody's excited to see play. One I want to talk about today is Kalen King. Um, I was there when he got in as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I remember him being competitive and being super-duper talented as a young guy. Um, you add that with having played with a guy like Joey Porter, Tariq when he was here, learning from those guys for so long. He has an opportunity to be the guy now. Everybody's talking about him. How have you seen him prepare um, going into this season? I mean, dude, he is a blessing that you're able to, like, have people in front of you that have set the expectation for what you're supposed to be. When you have guys like that, like league guys that are productive in the league, now you kind of take that mantle as I'm next. Yeah. And you can see that in his eyes. You can see in his preparation, his maturity over the years. And he came in a mature cat. But even now, seeing him grow up, um, I think that's what both of them, Kobe and Kalen, yeah. um, I mean, they're just ready. Like, some guys just go out there, and it's just natural for them, and obviously it's natural. And then you add now experience, and you add work ethic, and you add that, man, that talent that you know, some people are just blessed with more than others. Man, he's just, he's just a ball player. I mean, he's go out there. Like, I'll just say, like, yeah. his, his confidence. The confidence dude, he plays with, got bro. got swag, man. Dude, the, yeah. the confidence he plays with, like, it's unmatched. Like mm-hmm. that's really what set, that's what makes him Kalen King. Like the confidence he plays with. Yeah, and you add it to the talent he got, bro. You, you nobody to be able to get past him. Like you can't lock down. Literally lock down. And that, another thing about him too, like Kalen's not. He walk in the room. He's not the biggest cat in the world. Yeah, like, no. yeah. But you watch Plays the like film. I love yeah. watching him play. I remember last season, like seeing him boom shed a receiver. There's a play out in the alley, and Kalen King runs down and. Like rocks Fearless. him, like hits yeah. him, Fearless. like he's got that dog in him, like he just loves it. Man, that's just and that's just like our DB room, bro. Like even look at uh shoot, when we play, remember we played Michigan State, man. It was so, at Michigan State twenty twenty one, 
and we were out there catching picks. It was so cold that game. The Greyhound got off the Greyhound bus and got in the back seat. Greyhound. <laughs> the Greyhound got off the side of the bus and got in the back seat. They walked on up. two legs too. It was too cold. Yeah, and they bro. were out there, man. Their hands just frozen. Catches like, man, we got. Dude, our room is just, it's, it's exciting. I can't wait to see them against other teams. Yeah. Jerry, I want to ask you, like, another room that I think is underrated right now. You lose Brenton Strange, second-round pick to the Jags, but you got Theo Johnson back. You got Tyler Warren. You, Dinkins, the whole room is deep. I mean, I played with Pat Frymuth. I mean, yeah. four, four or five tight ends from Penn State since 2018 are in the NFL now. Yeah. How has that room elevated the depth there? What's that dynamic been like? I feel like it's only getting better and better. Like, we just added two two more younger guys, too, so, like, it's continue to build. Like Theo, you know, he's this is supposed to be his breakout year this year. Tyler Warren as well. Khalil, he's been getting way better. Of course, I've been growing, and we got two other young guys. So tell me about like, him. How you like Joey? Yeah, like Joey, Joey, Joey rap. rap. Like yeah. Joey, ball skills. He got great ball skills. Rap all around. Like I see him being the next Pat Fryer move here. Yeah, like that. He mm. that's who a lot of people on the team say you remind him of. So for sure, yeah, definitely. I think so too. So, but yeah, our room is is deep. loaded and. It, it, it highlights on a trend I want to talk about. We already talked about Losi. When Galt mm-hmm. left, he got promoted. Ty Howe was a GA at Penn State. Yeah. And you know the normal route for GAs is, boom, you do that for two years. You got to go to a small school, yeah. climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. Shout out Franklin because he was like, nah, Ty Howe is ready right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he elevates him. Deion Barnes, another guy, young guy, goes right, mm-hmm. right from a GA to being the defensive line coach at Penn State football. It's no small task. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, especially when they're guys that played at Penn State. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you're promoting played, within. Like, really play, too. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, that's just, but that's just Penn State, right? That's why you come here and, like, our alma mater. I mean, look at this podcast. Yeah. Like, what we got, like, Adam played here. Yeah. It's crazy how Penn Staters work with Penn Staters, mm-hmm. and it always will be like that. And it, it, it's just like, when we talk about Franklin, recruits the parents. It, that's, that's only work for us because, you know, when we're growing up impressionable and everything, our parents know better than us. And like they and he when he when they understand and want to work with him, that just shows the maturity from their standpoint. Understanding that they they trust him to leave their kid, their son, with them, mm-hmm. that that they're getting a good they're going to get a good man afterwards. And that, I mean, look at our, look at our program, look at the alumni and alma mater from our program, and how it's translating into. It's NIL. like it's not like Coach Frank just sit there and talk about football. Like he's talking about education. You mm-hmm. growing as a man as well. So like your mom or your dad here and that they of course they don't they don't rock with it because like that's what that's all they want to hear. That's mm-hmm. all they want to see is the, the kid Real talk. Up to be a good a good person, a good have a good education and also if they can, you know, prepare the football as well. So Yeah. When I made the decision to commit to Penn State, you know, I'm a senior, my dad, my mom were both athletes at the University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They had just got Luke Fickle in house, a lot of hype in the city. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay home. I remember talking to my dad, who played 10 years in the NFL, and he's like, listen, you don't know what's going to happen with football. Mm. You don't have any clue what's going to happen. Yeah. Anything can happen when you get up there. If you go to Penn State University, if nothing, nothing with the football side goes well, you still got an opportunity to leave in a much better place than what you were mm-hmm. at 18 years old when you come in. And that's, that's real rap. I think about that sometimes. Like, yeah. man, if I had gone to Cincy, didn't have any of the success like I did at Penn State, then what? You know what I'm saying? What I'm going to do after that. So shout out Penn State, man, the development yeah. on the field, off the field, the network like you're talking about, the opportunities like this with Mercury and Adam Brenneman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's impressive. And it's no secret, like, um, I mean, you had to retire due to your injuries and everything like that, but, like, what's one thing that you miss the most about ball? Like, I mean, we come and do it day in, day out, and you're like, ah, you know, but what do you miss the most about it's it? It's this, bro. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's other things I miss. I miss, you know, making a play, having fun, like playing mm-hmm. football itself, but more so than that, it's the locker room, dog. Yeah. Brotherhood. You don't like that doesn't come back. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I watch these games now and it's like 
I'm on the field with y'all. Like, I'm watching my friends do their thing, mm-hmm. like, dance in the locker room. You know, I remember one moment specifically. I hadn't played at all. This is the COVID year. Mm-hmm. We play Illinois. I get in at the end, make a little TFL, oh, having fun. Tell them who you made a TFL on. I had. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them. <laughs> I'm not going to cap like I don't know. It was Kendrick Green who plays for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Kendrick, <laughs> shout out to you, my dog, for letting me give. I just need one step. That's it, and you gave it to me. Um, but, no, like, seriously, I get back to the locker room, and Franklin's giving his post-game speech. And somebody shouts out like, and my dog Hawk made a play today. And Franklin's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and everybody erupts like, mm-hmm. I'll be 85 years old and I'll remember those moments mm-hmm. with my guys. You know what I mean? That doesn't come back and it's definitely special at Penn State. Definitely. Man, that's what we talk about. Um, man, going out to eat is probably the most important. Like, that's the best memories then, of hey, college football. Tell about the Texas Roadhouse Lakes so, with 325-pound P.J. Mustafer. Yo, first of all, we're first-class <laughs> citizens in Texas Roadhouse. You can see, I mean, you can treat every customer the same. It's special in the Roadhouse. They might as well just call that State College Roadhouse. Yeah. Because when we go in there on Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m., best believe I'm on my best behavior. And when P.J. Mustard is next to me, it's going down. It's a horrible day to be a steak because we're hungry. <laughs> horrible day to be one of them buttered up sugar rolls Ooh, that they got in there. Bring the sugar roll. Yeah, bring the rolls out. Bring the steak out. Bring the potatoes. Matter of fact, Bring out, the, bring out the ice cream, too. You want the ice cream, too. Yeah, if we, it was a good week, bring the ice cream out. Maybe I'm dying a little bit, going too hard on Pratt. Bring the ice cream having out. Having a bad day, bring that ice cream bring out. Bring it out, dude. Yeah. I'm having a good day, bring it out. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Lions Den podcast, brought to you by State Media, your home for anything Penn State sports. Very excited to continue to bring you weekly episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts with current Penn State players. Make sure to keep tuning in, liking, commenting, and subscribing on our videos while we continue to give you the best Penn State content out there.